Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here today with the 90th episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for being here with me today. Today, we have a hand that seems incredibly straightforward, but I don't think it actually is as straightforward as it seems. This is from a $1,500 buy-in World Series of Poker event. If you remember the hand I played from last week, this is the aftermath, where the blinds have now gone up to 1,000, 2,000. I was left with 10 big blinds, now I have seven and a half big blinds. A straightforward guy from third position raises to 5,000. Another straightforward guy re-raises to 14,000. And I have ace-king on the button. We only have 14,000. So we're effectively calling off if we put our, hand, if, if we put our money in with ace-king. So the first thing we have to do is we have to figure out what are the ranges of both of these players and how are they likely to proceed. Here I have a hand equity calculator. And given the guy who re-raised, I have labeled as straightforward. Let's give him a range like this. I think a lot of straightforward people will call with a lot of their worst hands and really not re-raise unless they have something they think is good. I think this player was legitimately this tight. So let's give him this. And let's give us ace-king offsuit. We can run the numbers. And you see they were actually just flipping versus this guy. It's not so great. What happens if the other guy decides to come along as well? Let's give the other guy probably a range like this if he decides to continue after I go all in two. You can see now we're actually down to 25% equity if the other guy sticks around. So going back to the hand, we're calling off with a 50% equity roughly. Sort of worst case scenario, 50% equity. But at the same time, this could just be a worse scenario than that. Ace-King is a fantastic hand, so I'm never folding this whenever I have seven and a half big blinds. But if there ever is a scenario to fold it, it is when a tight player raises, a tight straightforward player raises, and then another tight straightforward player re-raises. When that happens, you need to be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly tight. And Ace-King, I think, is barely good enough to get it in. But if you have a hand like Ace-Queen... Let's go back over here and give us ace-queen instead. You see now, ace-queen is just in atrocious shape if we are against both players. And if we're against one player, we're still in atrocious shape. So ace-queen should actually be folded. I think pocket jacks is probably good enough to get in. You see it's still roughly right around that 50% equity mark. And then pocket tens is going to be a fold as well. So a lot of people always wonder, like, how do you do this math at the table? And the answer is you don't. You study this stuff away from the table so you just know what to do in these scenarios. And it's important to download a hand equity calculator. The one I'm using here is called Poker Strategy Equilab. It's completely free on their site. And it's a good way to study equities. But um, anyway, I think Ace-King is just good enough to get it in, even with seven big blinds. I mean, like I said, I'm probably folding Ace-Queen in this spot, as tight as that sounds. When you have seven big blinds, you are not trying to just give your stack away. You are still trying to win the poker tournament. And you do that by playing well. We get in against two guys. One has aces, one has queens, and we are out. So you may think I'm being a little bit result-oriented, saying maybe I should be folding the ace-king in this scenario, but especially at the World Series of Poker, this scenario comes up a lot, where you're playing against players who are really trying to not go broke and just trying to play tight and straightforward. And against tight and straightforward guys, the way you beat them is by never paying them off, unless you have the effective nuts. Problem is, ace-king is the effective nuts. <laughs> um, if I had slightly a slightly worse hand, like I said, I, I would have folded this, and I think that would have been a, a good fold. 
So make sure you don't fall into the trap of just getting down to a short stack and blindly putting your stack in. Every time I go out to the World Series, I see players get short and then just go all in with anything. And that is almost certainly a pretty big error. If you've not been following along, I definitely suggest you sign up for the free webinar series I'm doing in conjunction with my best-selling book, Jonathan Lill's Excelling at No Limit Hold'em. You can sign up for the completely free webinars at holdembook.com slash live. So far, we have done four of the free webinars. I did one. Ed Miller did one. Chad Holloway did one. And Jared Tendler did one. And so far, they've been incredibly well-received. I'm very glad that people have been signing up and watching them. And I'm excited to see what the webinars bring in the future. I believe coming up soon should be Patricia Cardner, who is a psychologist, also poker mindset instructor. I've wrote the book Positive Poker with her. And also Alex Fitzgerald, who is a very well-known online poker player and coach. And I am incredibly excited for both of those webinars to see what they have in store. So be sure to sign up. It's completely free. If you have not gotten the book, you can actually download a free excerpt from the book at holdenbook.com. So check it out. Thanks for watching, and I will be back next week with another poker hand.